Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. Thank you. Downloading the app, watching for free, and our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and the other great affiliates we have. Numbering nearly 400 breaking news. The Jets... are hiring former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator, Excuse me. a source told Adam Schefter. Well, the former Broncos coach who did not do well, didn't last the season. He was a quarterback's coach in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. We thought that maybe that that was going to be the pathway for Rodgers to go to Denver. Never happened. And now Aaron Rodgers might be on the move. Could he reunite with Nathaniel Hackett with the Jets? That, that's what will make this interesting. If Jets fans feel like, hey, if we can get Aaron Rodgers, we'll take Nathaniel Hackett. And, you know, there are certain coaches who aren't head coaches. And Nathaniel Hackett was not ready to be a head coach. That doesn't mean he can't be a great offensive coordinator. You do have a good running back, a very good wide receiver uh, with the Jets. You know, you you have some building blocks there. The question is, how would Aaron Rodgers do with the Jets, with the New York media? Is that something he would be even interested in? But Nathaniel Hackett is going to be the offensive coordinator there. Yes, Pauline. It's fascinating because, like, it's instantaneously the coverage on social media is that Rodgers question yeah. mark. And then if you're a Packer fan, you're thinking, I've seen this one before. I've seen our quarterback leave for a younger quarterback, and it can't play out that. Favre goes to the Jets. It can't play out that Rodgers goes to the Jets. You have to get a quarterback. And this is a franchise that hasn't had a franchise quarterback in 50 years or longer with Joe Namath. I mean, they've had some quality quarterbacks there, but you want to get somebody who you don't worry about from week to week. Wait, is he active? Not active? Is he playing? Not playing? You have a chance. And you have this young nucleus. Do you take a big swing for Aaron Rodgers? Derek Carr, would he be the fallback plan here? That'd be an upgrade. But just to find a quarterback that you can count on every single week, he's going to be out there. There'll be highs and lows. You weren't sure who the quarterback was going to be week to week. And now, and then you had Zach Wilson say, I'm going to make it 
miserable for the quarterback who comes in during practice. I'm thinking, you want to make it miserable for the defense that you're going against, not the quarterback, as if he was going to put up, he's going to put on a show in practice, whoever that quarterback's. You imagine if Aaron Rodgers comes in and he's like, well, I hope Zach uh, takes it easy on me in practice here. Don't say it, just do it. Today's athlete, man, do they love to say it. Just do it. Bringing back the Nike slogan. Just do it. Yeah, Paul. Jets had the 13th pick of round one. Would you rather have that pick or Aaron Rodgers? Let's say it cost at least a first-round draft pick to get Rodgers. Okay. I would think. You have the 13th pick. You're not in striking distance of the top quarterbacks. It doesn't appear. I would not take. Uh, I would not draft a quarterback. You, you went down that road. It's too soon where you go, you know what? We're going we're gonna to go all in on that quarterback after you already did that with Zach Wilson. Would I take, I would rather, hmm, what's Derek Carr going to cost me? Per year? Yeah. Be, because he, he's a free agent. I don't have to trade for him, do I? A guy like him would probably get like a, I would think, a two-year, $45 million contract at least. Mm. I don't know how much bargaining power he has. Yeah, I'd like to know, do I have to give up one or two draft picks for Aaron Rodgers? What do I have to give up for Derek Carr, if anything? I'd be curious about that. You know what Rodgers is going to call? I mean, Rodgers' salary is not going to crush the Jets, but would I take Aaron Rodgers for the 13th pick overall? Yeah, I think I would. Just to keep you relevant, uh I don't, you know, hoping that he plays two years because I can't make that move if he only wants to play one year. Yeah, Mark. And this could be like a Brady to the Buccaneers situation because the Jets were six and three. It's not like they were two and 14. So this is, you got some pieces around you like uh, Garrett and Sauce and all those guys. So yeah. they can make a run. Yeah, because if you look when Brady was joining the Buccaneers, were, were they seven and nine that previous year? But he saw that you had a couple of playmakers there. You had Fournette, you had Evans, and you had a defense pretty good. And Bruce Arians was going to make it a little bit more fun than Bill Belichick. And he also looked at that division and probably thought, you know what, we can beat up on that division. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you just have the Bills. I mean, you're in a tough division, but you can get in the playoffs or maybe even win that division, especially against those teams. Yeah, the problem with the Jets is Buffalo's still good. The Patriots are, you know, are they a nine-win, ten-win team, eight-win team? But then you have the Dolphins. I mean, who's quarterbacking the Dolphins? Even with Tua, they're still, that's a formidable team right there. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Coming up, we'll get uh, a medical opinion here of Patrick Mahomes with the high ankle sprain. And uh, the person we're bringing in works for uh, Football Night in America. Mike Ryan is a sports medicine analyst. He was on the sidelines. He was there uh, and a longtime trainer, and he saw, you know, Mahomes coming off the injury. And what can we expect now these next couple of days? Because as Mahomes said, uh, the ankle feels pretty good. It's doing good. You know, I've got a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far. Yeah. I mean, what is he going to tell you? He's not gonna, if he wasn't feeling well, he's not going to say, you know what? Uh, I've been limping. Man, I can't. I, I'll, if this was a regular season game, I wouldn't be playing. But 
I think that's why the, the betting line has fluctuated so much and probably changed yesterday when we saw a little bit of the video. But if I'm the Chiefs, I would have said to Mahomes, why don't you just limp a little bit? I mean, I don't have to tell the Bengals anything. How about I tell them something by, you've got a bag of ice on your ankle or, or you're limping out there a little bit. Chad Henney's getting all the reps there. I mean, I, I, it, it's not like you're being nefarious as much as that's gamesmanship. Strategizing for Chad Henney. Thank you. you. Yes, thank you, Todd. All right, uh, poll question for the final hour is what? See it, O'Connor. Well, Dan, hour two, we had who wins MVP this season. Uh, right now, Patrick Mahomes has 60% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Allen, unfortunately, had zero. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Oh, wait, sorry, that just jumped to 1.5. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but, you know, it was Josh Allen's to lose to start the year. Everything about Buffalo, people wanted this year to be Buffalo. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen's going to be the MVP. And, of course, they didn't even get to the conference title game here. And then you wonder about the offseason. Can you get a running back? You know, when you look at what happens with Diggs and Josh Allen on the sidelines, would I have liked it to be different? Like Herm Edwards said yesterday, I would have – if – I would want Diggs and Allen to sit down next to each other on the bench and say, hey, how do I make this better? Or, hey, how do I help you? Whatever it is, you don't want to see it play out like that. Because if Josh Allen did that to Stefan Diggs, like, what are you doing? You didn't do anything. You didn't get open. You had targets. You didn't do much the second half of the season. Like, you just don't want to do that. You want to say, how do we make this better? Because that doesn't make it better. Yes, do I want him, uh, a guy who's competitive and hates losing? Yes, but I want a professional there as well. Hey, I'm going to leave. I don't want to talk to the media. I hate losing. I haven't met too many athletes who go, you know, I'm, I'm okay with losing. You know, it's not that bad. I still get a great paycheck. They're all competitors. I just wanted him to stay professional. And he's been one of our favorite guests when he's on He's thoughtful. I really enjoy talking to him. But in that moment, that's not a that's not a uh, a proud moment. Yes, Marv. There's a fine line. It seems like to me where people get upset that some of the players seem not to care as much, or they care too much. Where or they're just like, what is the fine line between? Oh, they're sharing jerseys after a game, or they're switch, switching jerseys, or they're having a temper tantrum on the sideline. Like, where do you want your players to be after a loss? I just want you to be respectful. You can, you can show anger. You can show passion. You can do all of those things. But at what expense? At whose expense? And that's where I have a problem with this. They're all competitors. But, you know, when you see sometimes how they act in the moment or who they try to embarrass, then I have a problem with those things. I remember when LeBron got mad at Eric Spolstra in Miami and basically disregarded him you know, going into a timeout in a huddle. And I think Pat Riley got involved in that. It's like, here's our coach, okay? And it was embarrassing on LeBron's part. Like, listen to him. You may have forgotten more basketball than he knows, but he's still the head coach, and you you can't be, you know, pulling that in a huddle like that for everybody to see. Great athletes have done this before. You get upset in the moment? Absolutely. Do you regret it? Most do. And I felt bad. Because I do like Diggs. I think he's a, a, a great person. Uh, but that moment, that's not a great moment. All right, we'll get some phone calls here coming up. Uh, are we going to go with a new poll question in hour three, Seton? 
I think we go with uh, if you receive if you accidentally received an extra paycheck, <laughs> like Brian Kelly at LSU of a million dollars. Yeah, and actually, Todd sent over some wording on this earlier that was pretty funny. Okay. His options were: I wouldn't report it. I've been underpaid so long. It's time I got mine. That's the first answer. <laughs> that's it's not, time I got mine. That's, that's not the approach. Now, let's legally, say, <laughs> you can't really say that as your excuse. Oh, okay. Now, let's say you get overpaid by a hundred thousand dollars. They put it in your bank account. You quickly take it out of your bank account and you spend it. How liable are you for, like, can you go to jail if somebody gives you that money and it's not your fault? Yes. I did some research on that. You can't use I didn't know or I didn't think it was a big deal as an excuse. You can't be arrested for it, but you're supposed to tell your boss or the bank or both Either way, you would have to make restitution for the money. Mm. And you spending it doesn't say like, well, it's gone now. Yeah, see. I don't, yeah, it, it might be different if your employer does it. But I know recently in the last year or so, there was a story of a guy who somehow ended up with, say, like an extra million dollars in his bank account out of nowhere. And it was an error on the bank's part. But he immediately took that money out and blew it. Okay. Like just or spend just a fortune or, or a ton of it anyway. Mm. And I think he went to jail. Yes, Todd. You certainly can't pretend you didn't know anything about it. All of a sudden, you're in such a rush to spend it all. That shows your guilt right there that you've got, you've got, you came across all this money that you never had before, and you're buying stuff before they can take it away from you. Let's say you accidentally got an extra $5,000 from me in your paycheck. When it comes to you, I would say something. I can't say that about everyone I've ever worked with in the past. But, um, but you did walk out of a store. I did. Well, you're talking about $50, $75 worth of dishes. I guess it's the principle of the thing. Okay. Okay. Just explain what happened. I went with my wife to buy like new dishes, and it was like, I don't know if it was Ugh. buy one, get 50% off, whatever it was. So we had two boxes of plates. Well, it wasn't buy one, get 25 free. There was something. No, definitely not. There was some <laughs> kind of deal, though. But whatever it was, we had two boxes. We left the store with like two boxes of these brand new dishes and we noticed on the receipt or i did while we were walking to the car that they only charged us for one of those two boxes so of course the choice is run for your life and get in the car and get out of there or go back and and rectify it and say i think you only charged me for one of the two boxes so i gave uh jen a look and uh i don't know if she agreed with it but i started walking a lot faster carrying the boxes and we <laughs> left the parking lot and and I, I said something like, well, you know, these are very overpriced dishes anyway. They should probably be half the cost. So it kind of balances out. The store's not going to close but, because but, we got an extra set of dishes. But right didn't here. you, this is the agreed upon price, right. though. I understand that. But she also you said. You were buying them. It's not a bazaar in India. No, but she also said, well, what if this person, they find out, screwed up, and that person loses their job, or they take it out of the paycheck of the person that didn't ring it up, right? I'm like, nah, I'm going to do that. Let's go. So your wife was an accomplice. She kind of was. She thought it was okay by just say, putting it out there that maybe we should go back because we don't want somebody to get fired. But then as soon as she tried to keep up with me running to the car, <laughs> wasn't an issue anymore. Bonnie and Clyde. Pretty much. Yeah. Are you sure we should? Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> Hop it on the freeway. Open your trunk. Be cool. Be cool. There's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> walking faster. Yeah. Imagine if security came out. Excuse me, sir. Sir, about those dishes, sir. Those are about those dishes, sir. Hey, joke boy. Joke boy. Get come over here. here. Come here. Step away from the dishes. <laughs> I think they forgot to. He's gone. Stole those dishes, Todd. They kind of were stolen, I guess, yeah. You still have them? Oh, sure. Maybe you should give them back. 
Box them up and give them Eight years out. later? Just just leave them like kittens on a doorstep. Just, just leave them there. And Sorry, then... 11 years ago, you didn't <laughs> charge me for this. Uh, Fritzy is wondering if the Jets will have the same game plan as the Broncos did. Yeah, they just put out their new 2023 marketing campaign, the Jets. Run, run, pass, punt. Let's go. <laughs> See you at the Meadowlands. Uh, that's going to follow Nathaniel Hackett to the Meadowlands. All right, uh, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll uh, explore... The severity of that Patrick Mahomes high ankle sprain, what it probably looks like now, and what it could look like on Sunday. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. GetRefunds.com. Yes. Well, what's the refund? It's not a loan. It's a refund of your taxes. The challenge is getting your hands on it. If your business has five or more employees managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Once again, not a loan, it's a refund of your taxes. The team of tax attorneys they put together at GetRefunds.com are highly trained in a little-known payroll tax refund program, and they've already returned over a billion dollars to businesses, and maybe they can help you as well. And they do all the work, no charge up front. They simply share a percentage of the cash that they get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, even those that add increases in sales. Find out if your business qualifies. Go to GetRefunds.com. Click on Qualify Me. Answer a few questions. The payroll tax refund program is only available for a limited amount of time. So don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. GetRefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. In case you're just joining us, the new offensive coordinator for the Jets is the former head coach of the Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hacken. Let the rumors start with, oh, does he reunite with Aaron Rodgers with the Jets? Yes, Paul. I think maybe Seton or one of us said earlier, I can't picture Aaron Rodgers wanting to play in New York City. I was thinking maybe the opposite. He's played in Green Bay his entire life. Can't go out for a meal, I'm guessing, in Green Bay comfortably. You could live in New York somewhat anonymously, even if you're a professional football player. I wonder if the total opposite lifestyle may appeal to him. But it's the media. I think that would appeal to maybe even more so a guy who wants to. Everybody's got to have an angle and all of these different outlets, and it feels like that'd be a nightmare for him. He'd have to answer. Whenever he goes on McAfee's show, to be like, oh, I've got to deal with these New York media members. Yeah, Seton. R-E-L-A-X does not exist in New York City. (laughs) It's like the. Yes. You're the right. exact opposite of New York City. Yes, Todd. And to me, he pretends to be all annoyed, but he kind of likes the attention and being constantly talked about, even though he acts like he doesn't. I think he does. Well, then go to New York. Exactly. Uh, Mike Ryan is joining us on behalf of NBC Sports, Sunday Night Football Sports Medicine Analyst. He was on the sidelines at Arrowhead when Patrick Mahomes got injured, and he was behind the bench. He was working with Melissa Stark. And uh, he has been in the medical, uh, the uh, training f- uh, community, athletic training experience for more than 30 years. Is that fair to assess uh, what you've done, Mike? Well said, Dan. <laughs> almost, almost. Okay. <laughs> um, playing with that kind of injury in the moment as opposed to a week later for Patrick Mahomes. Well, it's easy firsthand because obviously it's a difficult injury. This is a high ankle sprain, not a lateral ankle sprain, but he's all fired up. You know, he's the ultimate competitor. Uh, They taped his ankle, got the confirmation that the x-rays are negative. So in the moment, um, it is easy to deal with, easier, I should say. A week later is a whole different situation. Pain sets in, the realization of what you can do. Uh, I think this weekend is going to be a tougher task that we saw him in the second half last Saturday. Okay, what do you think? Now, he was running on it a little bit or stretching yesterday, which isn't a true indication, I don't think, of anything there. But does can this get better or does this get worse as we get closer to game time? Well, with a high ankle sprain, because it's a rotational issue, when you rotate and you spread the bones of the lower shin, that's the sprain. That's a high ankle sprain. Well, the running straight ahead is the easy part. The problem is when you're twisting. When you see him twisting off that leg. Anytime you see, Dan, that foot rotate outwards, when he's throwing hard, when he's cutting to his left side, coming off that right ankle, that's a difficult challenge. So walking him, watching him walk off the podium, watching him run straight in the football field with no Bengals chasing him uh, is a much different task uh, and obviously a lot easier than when he has to change direction and really be an, an agile uh, quarterback, which what he is. When you get shot up, explain that. What exactly happens or what happened, do you think, to Mahomes uh, when, when he suffered the injury? Well, I, I don't think he was shot up. And sometimes oh. the players get a little confused with that is they may have taken a shot or got shot for it. But usually what that is, again, I'm not speaking specifically on Patrick, 
is a tortol injection. And they usually put that into the glutes. It's a fast-acting anti-inflammatory. So sometimes you hear people get shot off of the game. And the reality is they took a injectionable anti-inflammatory. Much, much different. This is not an injury that you would shoot up to, to play in the game. Uh, there are instances when you get a high ankle sprain, because again, it is a tearing of the membrane of the lower shin that you can inject it with a PRP or stem cell and you shut it down in a boot or a cast for a few weeks and let that medicine marinate in there. It's a treatment. It's not numbing things up like the old uh, North Dallas 40 where you put yeah. a needle in it and throw them back in the game. This is a very different injury. And, and that doesn't happen uh, very often in the NFL for injuries like this. There are certain injuries you can, but um, again, it's not like it used to be. And, and now really they use good physical therapy techniques which Rick Burkle to the head athletic trainer for the, the uh, Chiefs is very, very good at this. And treating them that way with physical therapy techniques compared to a needle is a much smarter plan, both short-term and long-term. If this was a regular season game this weekend, let's say week eight, do you think Patrick Mahomes would be playing? Well, I think he'd want to play. He's the ultimate comp competitor. He wants to get out there. But I think looking at it, look at the issues, know it's a long season, mid-season, I think you see Chad Henning starting this game. But again, this is the AFC Championship game. Uh, the stakes are a lot higher, and uh, I, I think you'd, you need a bulldozer to get uh, Patrick off the field this weekend. How often do players lie to trainers? All the time. All the time. Uh, players want to play. They want to get on the field. They want to kind of water things down, and especially if you're winning, Dan. If, if you're in a winning streak and everybody wants to get on the field, winning solves a lot of problems. Well, like sometimes we've had in Jacksonville when things aren't going well and you're losing games, guys sometimes may want to find a reason to get off the field so but but ultimately the players are going to want to play and I think a lot of times they'll uh they give you a line but sometimes you have to go back and test them and make sure they can do it you don't take a subjective feedback for what they think they can do yourself medically as a physical therapist the coaches coordinators they want to see it and I think that's the important part of what you really work on during the week before you get to Sunday worst injury you ever saw um probably the most graphic one probably the most interesting I've seen a lot of them is uh, remember Chris Hansen, our punter in Jacksonville, put a uh, axe into the front of his shin uh, in the locker room. We had uh, Jack Delria had the big log and said, keep chopping, and guys were whacking it. Well, one time he oh. missed the log and hit his shin. It came in, and his shin was wide open. Oh, God. Uh, that, that, that was a memorable injury that uh, is, is kind of hard to forget. But he's a punter, and you can oh, yeah. easily it's replace them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you stitch him up? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, but he cut through a lot of the ligaments and a lot of the tendons, God. blood vessels. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, I asked. Uh, Damn. Yeah, it was uh it was ugly. Missed the year, but he came back and played uh probably uh four or five more years. Again, it was his plant leg, which is a little bit easy to deal with, but uh, a tough guy and uh, not not your average uh punter, if you will. Did he get to keep the axe? No, no, they uh, they took the axe away and uh, that that log in the locker room was uh, gone about twenty minutes later. Can a trainer pull a player? Yes, absolutely. You had the authority to say, uh, this guy should come out. Yes. This yes. guy shouldn't this go back in. Because the reality, Dan, is, as an athletic trainer, you're, you spend more time with that player, especially if they're an injured player, than anyone else in the building. So you know them. You know the personalities. You know what they can do. You're, you kind of watch the game very differently compared to the typical fan. You see how guys move. You see how they hit. You're always looking for those, those risk factors, if you will. But, yeah, if you say he has to be out, you're going to get a fight from the player. You may get a fight from the coach. But ultimately, uh, I, concussions are a great example. You get players that have an injury, they have something like that, a concussion. They're not thinking straight, so they may say, "I can go," but you have to you have to jump on that hand grenade many times uh, for the players. And ultimately, nine times out of ten, that player will come back later on and say, "Thank you." But in the heat of the game, uh, th there's no uh, such 
nice verbal language to you in a lot of times. What role would you have played with Tua when he was suffering the concussion or he had the moment where his back went out? Like what, you know, when you see that happening, what role does the head trainer have? A lot of it. Again, you know the players, you have to, sometimes you have to sprinkle common sense in and you say, hey, look what you saw. Um, there, there are many times a player has passed a, a concussion exam and I'd have to lie to the coach and say, look, he's not ready. His balance is off. Something's not there. Um, and, and look, my line I used to use with the players is when they're all fired up, they'll say, hey, listen, three years from now, I want you to make sure you remember the names of your kids. And that's a good way for the player to kind but of set it But you just said you would lie to the coach? You would lie to the coach to say, you know, he's a little unstable. There, you're trying to protect the player from going protect in. Protect the player, exactly. You have to. Sometimes you have to protect the player for what they have and what mm -hmm. they can go because they're going to want to get on the field. But the reality is, should they be on the field? That's uh, that's the ultimate question. But you you have to protect the players. You have to keep the players safe uh, in a very violent game. Whenever I think of that high ankle sprain, I always think of Isaiah Thomas against the Lakers when he had that unbelievable game and he was hobbling around. But that's in the moment that somehow your body what does your body do to protect itself when you suffer these injuries well endorphins start ripping through your body and, and, and it gets your your mind all kind of geeked up so you kind of focus on the task at hand you kind of downplay it the old um mindset oh it's not that bad so you, you keep these positive affirmations that these players use all the time to say i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and you get the moment you get the crowd you get your teammates you got the scoreboard you have a lot of motivational factors to get on the field but in the morning when you wake up and you start doing the rehab and the swelling is set in, like a lot of times with a high ankle sprain, Dan, you can't truly diagnose it till 12 hours later because that membrane may feel good at a moment, but then the next day when the swelling sets in. So the morning after a bad ankle sprain is when you can really truly diagnose and say, this is a high ankle sprain. Sometimes you're surprised for the better. Most times you're surprised for the worse because it comes back worse in the morning than when they left the stadium the night before. Could you give me a concussion test? I could. Like a verbal? Uh, verbal, I, I, a great one is uh, like eye testing. Okay. Is putting your fingers out in front of you and keep your head still and look, focus on one finger, then focus on the other and go back and forth and really focus on that. It, it's a great way where your eyes have to converge on an object at different distances in front of you. And if you start doing that, if your symptoms are coming around concussion-wise from a visual issue, which is very common for football players, suddenly as you do that after 30 seconds to a minute, your concussion symptoms will come back. It's a very good way as you're watching the eyes and are the eyes moving smoothly finger to finger where they start jumping. Sometimes the eyes are really the key to show if something behind uh, behind the forehead is not working properly. What would you do verbally? Uh, right as soon as they got concussed, you get them to silent. I would just give them three random words. Apple tree bicycle. Remember those words. Then we go through the exams. They go into the blue tent. They talk to the neurologist. They go through all this stuff. And then I come back to them and say, hey, what were those three words I gave you? And they're like, what words? So you're now what are you doing, Dan? You're testing the memory after they got concussed, which is very different. And then you'd ask a question like, hey, what did you have for breakfast? Um, what was the score last week? And who did we play two weeks ago? So now you're having them start to look at short-term memory since the concussion, what I did three or four hours before the game, two or three weeks earlier. So you start testing their ability to memorize or know things from different time lapses. It's a real simple way of making sure that the, the brain is working functionally, especially for a guy like a, a skilled player. Well, if they can't remember that, how can they remember their plays? How can they track a ball, you know, coming through the sky at 45 miles an hour? So there's a lot of things you can test on the sideline to make sure can they go on the field and do their job? Because first things first with a player, Dan, they have to be able to protect themselves regardless of their position. 
Does anybody remember all three words there? Yes. The oh, one, no, the no, ones no, that no, can... no. I'm I'm asking my guys because I'm going. You know, um, I remembered Apple. Fritzy tree was involved. Okay, involved. <laughs> Apple tree, and then I don't remember the third one. Yeah, Paul. Bicycle. We yes. did it. Yeah. All right. We're not well concussed collectively. They're out of the concussion program. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> we get to go back in. Uh, great stuff, Mike. Thank you for sharing. We appreciate it. My pleasure, Dan. Thank you. That's uh, Mike Ryan, a uh, medi- uh, medical analyst for uh, NBC, Football Night in America, more than 30 years of athletic training experience with uh, the NFL college. All right, uh, a couple of phone calls here. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I, I, I keep seeing Isaiah Thomas in my mind where he gets hurt and he just crushes the Lakers on that gimpy uh, ankle, high ankle sprain there. Uh, let's see. Tom in Maryland. Hi, Tom. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Uh, uh, 6'2 and throttling 260 pounds. Uh, <laughs> long time listener. Uh, I, ha- I am in human resources and talent acquisition recruiting for a major tech company in Silicon Valley a couple years ago, and I had a new hire call me. Uh, we gave her a little $2,500 bump just to help her move. She was renting a location. And she called me. She said, hey, Tom, I got a problem with my uh, bonuses. Oh, I'm sorry, what can I do for you? She goes, well, I got a notice from my bank last night that uh, I got a direct deposit of a quarter of a million dollars in my bank account last night. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny part was it took me a week to find someone in payroll to take um, responsibility to call her back. So when they finally called me back to get her information, I thought I'd get a little even, and I told them that um, her number had been disconnected. I, I think she moved. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, thank you, Tom. Uh, Austin in California. Hi, Austin. Hi, Dan. I uh, ran an ultra-premium winery in Napa Valley, and a wine collector visited me for a VIP lunch, winery tour, full red carpet treatment, and he was a partner in an investment firm who – unbeknownst to me, uh, had been fired the week before and wanted on one final last joy ride oh. on his company credit card. Oh. Younger mistresses, plural. And I was really excited. It was my largest sale ever. It was $150,000. I netted a $12,000 commission off it, and I used that money to buy my wife's engagement ring. A year goes by. I had no idea about any of this. And uh, the divorced wife, American Express and the IRS came for the money, and a year later I had to pay back all the money. Oh. Luckily, the boss allowed me to pay the twelve grand back in quarterly increments over twelve months. That was also an ego hit because it was my biggest sale ever, and certainly hit the pocketbook. Yeah, Paul. Why would this gentleman have to pay? He was a victim of the scam. He didn't participate. I don't get it. Yeah, no, he. Oh, well, me as the salesperson, it was my commission, and the IRS, Amex, wanted the money back because it was the wine was actually never delivered. It was uh, in the wine industry; you don't ship when it's hot out, so we were shipping in autumn time. Uh, we he ended up pushing it back, and we ended up having to ship it a little later. And the wine was ultimately sent, and uh, they wanted their money back, so we lost the wine and the hundred fifty thousand dollars sale. Best bottle of wine you ever had. Is price an issue or not? Uh, no. No issue. Yeah, uh, I'd say uh, Polita Walker from uh, Napa Valley. It's an ultra-premium small winery. Thomas Rivers Brown makes the wine. Um, the wines are absolutely incredible. Also, 1982, anything from Bordeaux is going to be the best wine uh, I've ever had. I've also called him before and offered to send you some wine, and I kind of 
I balked at that and didn't send it because I didn't have any wine at the time because we sell out quickly. But if you put me on hold, I will send you some wine if you guys give me your, uh, a shipping address where somebody can sign for it. And sorry about that last uh, hiccup. Absolutely. We'll put you on hold. Thank you, Austin. <laughs> sure. Somebody say something about wine? Yeah. I'm good with that. I want to go to Bordeaux and pick grapes. I'd, I'd like to... <laughs> Wait, what? I start picturing you walking through a field. Pick no, but I want to do it, you know, collectively. Like they, it's time to pick the grapes. Then you go out and people volunteer, and then you gather them. Oh, and you then, want to work a shift? Yes, I would love to go pick grapes in in uh, in France. You're not saying it's like a, a thing for the show. You mean no, like no, away no. from like no, no, like just me and my wife. Yeah, we'd go there, and then you would know that 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 uh, year of uh, wine you were picking those grapes yes Todd. would you do the squash grapes thing don't people like do that you get in a big barrel and you step on a bunch of grapes i don't think they do that anymore they don't covid is that like with your bare feet stepping on berries no like it has nothing to do with covid they have machines that do that there was a time where people would like with their bare feet i I think i think you're watching i love lucy you know it might be a show from the 50s or 60s yeah, yeah but no i don't think you're crushing grapes i mean crushing something else yeah yeah. Yes. Doing well, damage. Yes, of course. Now you don't want us to go with you on this Bordeaux tour, no, right? Because no. we could pick some grapes. No. Yes. Can you think of anything more disappointing than you finally get to Bordeaux and we're there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Dan. Hey. hey are you picking grapes yeah, here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you would enjoy that. I would. I would like to do that for some reason. And it's a long day or long days, and you don't get paid. You volunteer, I think, and you go in there and you pick the grapes. I'd love to do it. It's on the bucket list. Sounds romantic, Dan. It is. And you, I love love. You love love. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes Paul. I just want to get a video. We get video, right? If you go, <laughs> I got to send a crew. No, no. I, I would take I would take some video. The GoPro or? Yeah, I'd take video. Can we get Josh Dumel involved somehow? Uh, Josh Dumel sent me a video last night, and it's not a video that you'd go, oh, wow, what did he send you? Yeah. Uh, he's not shirtless. He's in a restaurant. In shower? He's not in the shower Dang. in Africa. There's nothing with him and his uh, his new wife. Nothing with J Lo in the movie that he's in. He's actually in a restaurant, and I he pans the restaurant, and I think, oh, here's J Lo, here's J Lo, and it's a chef, and he's talking about what to cook on the Traeger, and I went, okay, okay, buzzkill, like, okay, great. I was hoping that there would be some eye candy there. I got nothing. I got some chef. I'll, you know what? I'll send it to you. We can maybe play it during the uh, the live look-in. Maybe we'll do that. All right. If you're watching on Peacock. I didn't get his approval, but so on. Yeah, Paul. By the way, it was 1988 NBA Finals. Isaiah Thomas uh, injures his ankle, and he looked like he was out for six to eight weeks yes. when he heard it. He scores 25 points in the in next quarter. quarter yeah. And he did what he did was he took it was his right ankle. He just took off off his left foot and did runners the whole quarter. Yeah, he's limping the whole time. And uh, he, he was unbelievable that, that night. Unbelievable. All right, let me take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I was just mentioning to the Danettes, our good buddy Josh Dumel is in a movie with J-Lo, and I thought that she had insured part of her body, her uh, rear end. And then Fritzy did a Google search. She has... What, what's the insurance on her? $28 million on her buttocks because she spent a lot of time working them out and whatever she's done to have it look the way, the way it looks. And, you know, a number of stories are written about it. It could be a joke, but almost $30 million for insurance on her touch. Okay, but what could happen where she would, she would collect you on Fall that. off a bicycle or something. Know, someone pushes you on set and all of a sudden you scrape up your butt. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, Pauline. It's not like uh, like Celine Dion ensuring her voice she couldn't perform anymore. I could I could almost see that. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure this is a real thing. Yeah, see. I'm reading a story right now of uh, the, I don't know, like 10 most bizarre insurance uh, policies yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. They have Heidi Klum's legs for $2.2 2 
Interesting. Um, how about Dolly Parton getting in there? What do you think Dolly Parton mm. has insured? I'll give you guys a guess. Her voice. No. Close. <laughs> Close. Is a little bit lower? Yes. Yes. There's two of them. Okay. Each one goes for 300 a pop. Oh. 300K. Okay. So she has two policies for each? She has them uh, divided, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Who else? Uh, let's see. There's Jennifer Lopez is on this list, so I don't know. Maybe that's... David Beckham apparently was insured for $151 million against a career-ending injury. Okay. A lot of them, too, are like... Uh... Oh, here's a fella who insured uh, his area, <laughs> 1.6 mil. Oh. Okay. That's a valuable. And a, an adult actor? Uh, yeah, he's in the industry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rod Stewart's voice, you want to know how much that's insured for? $750,000. A minute? Or yeah. $6 million. Uh, all right. Keith Richards has insured. Now, this is why. You know what? Keith Richards is quickly becoming one of my most favorite people to ever live. Okay. He has insured his middle finger for $1.6 million. <laughs> God, I love that man. That's a fellow who gets it right there. Now, is that guitar related or is that just to flip you off? I believe it's the latter. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes, Todd. The one insuring his genitalia is named as Rocky Thrust, so we think it's probably someone from the adult entertainment industry. Thank you, Todd. That wasn't the real name. <laughs> you limped to the finish on that Yeah, joke. come on. That was good? No. Rocky Thrust? No. Right. No. Give it a shot. Just give my opinion like I'm supposed to. Yeah, remember last, yesterday? Where yeah, you, the whole you know, C minus C. Yeah, he went, to a, he went to a D plus. And we still got four minutes. We can rally. I screwed it up. All right, four minutes. No, we can rally. Can you rally? You guys rally? can help me pull this out. No, no, this is when you get even worse. No, we're not going to do that. Bob in Montana. Bob, thanks for holding. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP, I'm going to go off the script a little bit here. I was calling to talk about Andre Giants passing 30 years ago. But I have an even better story. Uh, Thirty years ago, I got reimbursed five hundred dollars for movie expenses because the lady boss at the time had the hots for me. And it turns out, about two months later, she ended up getting fired for that, among some other double dipping on her expense reports and stuff too. So I feel a little guilty about it. But thirty I years later, yeah, yes, Paul. You think this caller sounds like uh, Al Michaels with a head cold, like a little throat issue? <laughs> it really does. I thought you, at one time, Dan, you told me I was Al Michaels with, uh, with uh, what was it, a smokier Al, Al yeah. Michaels. That's yes, you, yes, you do, Bob. You sound like a smokier Al Michaels. Yes, Eden. Bob, can you say, and there he goes, please? And there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bob. I love that we did that to Al Michaels, and I thought that Seton got into his head because I said, oh, Al, Seton does an impersonation of you. And Seton then goes, and there he goes. <laughs> and then there was silence. And then, you know, Al goes something about, you know, he didn't know he sounded like that. Al hates me now because you made me do that to him. Yeah, no. He hates me. Yeah, no. uh, Art in Arizona. Hi, Art. Thanks for holding. What is on your mind today? Morning, Dan. Morning, Art. Two things, Dan. Where is Reggie Miller? When is he coming back? Second. Thank you, Art. Uh, yeah, we'll have Reggie uh, usually a little bit later on in the season 
after football, but, uh, you know, we try to be fair to him with schedule, and he's got uh, two little ones as well. But when Reg is uh, ready, then uh, we'll let you know. Always always great to talk to him. This day in sports history, Paulie. 1997 Super Bowl halftime show, Super Bowl 31. It was Packers-Patriots. If you get any one of the three bands slash people who performed, you get bonus points. So 1997, don't know where it was located, but it was Packers versus Patriots. Up with people. Not a bad guess. The Blues Brothers, without John Belushi, with Jim Belushi, James Brown, and ZZ Top. Oh. How about that? Okay. And then uh, That's eclectic. Yeah. (laughs) Eclectic is very polite. Uh, Oakland Raiders, John Gruden won the Super Bowl 2003. Also on this day, 1960, a uh, high school kid scored 135 points. Danny Heater, he shot 70 field goal attempts, 41 free throws. He had 32 rebounds, 7 assists. He had 135 points. Danny Heater. He was smoking that night. Thank you, Todd. From West Virginia. Let's go... Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing. No, there are times when you just... Heater, smoking, we get it. Yeah, okay. You need to load manage. You do. I'm on prednisone right now. We're all worked up. Prednisone does weird things to you. Yes, it does. It makes it you does. less funny. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did, that sounds terrible. What did you... Dallas talk show host Bob Sturm says the Cowboys are loyal to a fault. Fans are just not enjoying Dallas football these days. Back to you. Stop yelling. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. The only place to collect them all. Penny, any trading cards. Official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Mad Dog Russo tomorrow and Nick Wright. Hope you'll join us on the Meet Friday, Dan Patrick Show. One more item as we close out the show. I have security cameras around here, so I can keep an eye on everybody, even when they don't know that I'm keeping an eye. You know, it's like Big Brother. I'm watching them, and occasionally I'll see Fritzy go through the Panini America packs, maybe trying to grab something there. Maybe maybe you're just doing research there. But just research. Yeah, I don't want to accuse you of anything. Just, Sounds a little accusatory, yeah, it, but it, you know. It, it did. But, Off of the course. Yeah, but the cards are on Seton's desk. And when Todd's hand reaches over, I <laughs> it's get him a, get yes. Well, it's just for the Broncos and like the Hall of Fame guys. He could have you know the backup tight end. Yeah, or something so for the, Colts. the cards that aren't valuable. Right. I just want the ones that can make a lot of money. <laughs> no, on. you see what I did with that, Todd? No, okay, you, the Broncos. Broncos. It's a Broncos shot. Panini, <laughs> the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Keep an eye out for the Panini NFT platform, unique, one of a kind VIP experiences. We love Panini America. PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.